happy with day ones, coulda had it They said you need an image and I said you looking at it I said you looking at it Yeah, yeah, ain't no worries I'm like, fuck it, wear my hoodies Out in public, they don't like it Bitch, I love it, ain't no worries And it's not a fun discussion Podcast 20. I'm the bass. We're really yeah, rolling. Yeah. We are. We're on a roll. Just us today. Just us. Very depressing. Sucks I gotta <laughs> talk to just you and get your shitty opinions thrown at me. Okay. Okay. New merch is flying <laughs> off the shelves. Flying. Absolutely flying off the shelves. Um, I hope we get to make that uh, pre-order hoodie. We're at about 75%. We yep. need, what, about <clears throat> somewhere between 10 and 15 more orders to hit it? Uh, yes. For everyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, thespectators.com backslash gear. Um, we have some premium hoodies available for pre-order. If we hit our goal of orders, we will get the hoodies. We got five different colorways, and you guys will get your orders. If we don't hit the goal, nobody gets anything, and you guys get your money. Yep. Um. Yeah, so that's ending July 5th. What? I thought mm. it was August 1st. No. July 5th is the ending pre-order date. Mm. July 1st. August. Is, or August 1st is when the orders will ship because it's going to take a month. <gasps> For them to make the hoodies. All right. We got less time than I thought then. Less than a month. Get those orders in. A month for pre-order and then a month for a ship. Other than that. If we get a man. Got those jerseys, these shirts, Cyrus hats, um, the day one t-shirt. We got a crew neck spec shirt. Yep. Get those orders in. Yeah. Um... Okay, so. Oh, just FYI, I have more car issues. Oh, jeez. I was just driving to dinner the other night, and uh, and um, just a random rock pebble flew up, hit my windshield, put a little crack in it, about the size of a quarter. This is at like six in the evening, maybe. So first thing in the morning, I call call around. Oh, first thing in the morning, I realized that it has spread to about a foot long instead of just that length. <laughs> so I'm calling around, long story short, insurance company, you know, car company, glass company. I need a new new windshield. <clears throat> Luckily, insurance covers most of it, but I got to pay a hundred bucks. But they couldn't get me an appointment until today. This happened Monday, I think. And, um... They couldn't give me an appointment till today, so it's a mobile appointment. So they come to me. Okay. So I, I gave them the the address to the office, figuring I'd be here most of the day, whatever. Right. So I was like, "Can you give me a ballpark on a time?" Well, no, we make the schedule the morning of. So if you call the morning of, we can give you okay. So I wake up this morning. They open at eight. I call at like eight oh five. Hey, what's up? Oh well, we're just starting to make the schedule. Can you t- call back at like eight thirty? Yep. Okay. Call back at eight thirty. Um. Well, he's so we set the schedule. He's got 
um, two in-shop appointments, and then you're the first mobile appointment. Okay, cool. So what does that mean? Well, he'll, he'll, he should definitely be to you by noon. Okay, cool. About 11.15, they call me. Um, blah, 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 some excuse. It's it's gonna be it's not gonna be before noon. It's it's gonna be sometime in the afternoon. So basically sometime you locked in me afternoon. in all day. Yeah. You locked me in from eight AM until five when you guys close. Cause I have no idea still now. It's just really annoying. But anyways, if they end up calling me during the podcast, I'm gonna have to go figure that out for a second. That's annoying. Um, but just wanted to give you that. Why can't they give you a window? Like I don't understand. It's they fucking, should. They should be dumb. Able to. All right. Well, this was a very uh, slow week. Yeah. I really don't have a lot to talk about this That's week. That's no surprise. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Did you watch the game last night? No. For those listening, it would be two nights ago, I guess. I lost interest. I was going to ask you about something, though. I need an update on, on what's going on with the NBA Finals. And then I have, I have a question for you afterwards. Okay. Warriors are up 3-0. Um, it was a really good game last night. Close game. Um, you want me to just give you my takeaways? Give me, give me your takeaways. And I, I, you're, since you didn't watch the game, I guess you're not going to have an opinion on it. Well, I, I saw highlights. Okay. And I guess some of my takeaways aren't even necessarily just about that game. But <clears throat> so let's obviously, if you're going to talk about anything to do with LeBron or the Warriors, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my, my basic preface. LeBron has done <clears throat> everything humanly possible for the Cavs. Okay. The Warriors are just the better team. Right. There's nothing more LeBron could do on a on a basketball court to get more out of this like season. Like everybody thought going into right. this series. I also, my opinion on Kevin Durant, like I think Kevin Durant is, is weak. I don't like that he went to the Warriors. I, his, his burner accounts, like he's obviously a super insecure, mm-hmm. just kind of weird dude. So mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, the Warriors are just, they're just really, really good all around. And it isn't as, it isn't as simple as, um, just the talent, like they have Steph and Durant, and then if Clay is a role player, but he's an All Star, like he, and same with Draymond, then that's obviously you just are the most talented. But it's it's also just like how those guys fit together. Like you arguably have the three best shooters in the game, right? Which in this day and age of the NBA, shooting the three and stuff like that is huge. None of them have to just play ISO ball and have the ball in their hand and do pick and roll stuff. Right. Um, so I think it's just the way they're assembled makes them so tough too, not just the talent on its own. When you look at like, for example, uh, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder with Westbrook, Paul George, obviously Carmelo isn't what we thought Carmelo was, I guess, but still you look at that talent and, oh, they should be better than they were, but they just don't fit well together. Right. Um, And even I look at Draymond. I went to state, so I, you know, I like Draymond, whatever I root for him, but if Draymond's not on the Warriors, Draymond is not not close to an All Star. Draymond is not, Draymond is like a glorified joke him Noah on on any other team than the Warriors, but he fits there perfectly and is a great player with them. Also, side note, I'm biased because I went to state and so did he, and I was you know right. He played for my team. I don't. I give anyone a pass that absolutely despises Draymond Green. He, he, if he wasn't on this, my, this is a segue to what I want to ask you. <laughs> okay. I, go I got it. I got, um, I, I saw this article pass my way on Twitter that was try was like saying, 
or not saying, but asking, is Draymond Green a Hall of Famer? Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so. But I was reading it and I was like, I mean, it's kind of making some good points as to why. Okay, so he, he is on the path, yeah. not necessarily that he is right now. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a terrible question because I could I could definitely see by the end of his career Draymond Green being a Hall of Famer. It just but it, it it's it's weird because it goes to what I was just saying of if Draymond is a career Golden State Warrior, and obviously they end up stacking up the championships, even if they just get this year and maybe one more, or maybe they don't even get any more, but especially if they stack them up, then yeah. Because of the role he plays on that team and how he fits there and whatever, he'll be a Hall of Famer. So I'll give you that. Okay. I'm just saying when you just look at Draymond Green, the basketball player, right, and just watch him in the gym or something like that, absolutely not a Hall of Fame talent. Right. right. Like absolutely not. Uh, just like I said, you stick him on another team, stick him on an average team. Right. Yeah. I mean, you want him on your team. I'm not going to say you don't, but he's not some max contract player, Hall of Fame type guy. Right. On the Warriors, he is. Yeah, and I guess that was what I think this article was saying, is it was just like you have a lot of other talent like that in the Hall of Fame, like right. like Dennis Rodman. Yeah. And like, uh, he's the first one that came to my mind when yeah, you said that. Like, that yeah. was the one that stuck out in the article. So, yeah, least, I mean, but. you can't take you can't um, hold it against him because that's the team he's on, and they need him, and he's amazing. So, But just it does rub you the wrong way then when you see how he – acts on the court like it would rub me the wrong way if I was a good ass hooper in the NBA and I know I'm a better hooper than Draymond Green and I see how he acts on the court I'd be like dude you're just on an amazing team I think the best thing I saw about Draymond Green is that he looks when he shoots he looks like he's wearing a backpack that's the the best thing I saw because that's it's real watch him shoot he looks like he's got a backpack now That's a good. That's an interesting topic, though. But anyways, back to my takeaways. Okay. Oh, this is this is something that just I had the TV on this morning while I was here, and I never watched this show, but it was early in the morning. What I forget what it's even called. It's some first take knockoff, but it's it's with Nick Wright, I think his name is, and Chris Carter. This Nick Wright dude is like the biggest LeBron nut hugger of all time, like of all time. He's just annoying to even hear talk. But so he he says this stat and it's not, it's not like the, the, the spirit of the stat and the message within it is okay. It's just, it's not a hundred percent real. So it says LeBron has the most consecutive, the most consecutive 30 point triple double games, um, with 10 in the finals. We're just talking finals. Okay. And nobody else even has two in a row. So he's got 10 in a row. Nobody else has had two in a row. So, okay, good stat. It shows you how great LeBron is. I'm with that. Okay. LeBron, to me, LeBron is that much better than everybody else. Right. And that, that displays that. But when you compare the 10 to no one else having two, you're only talking about a select number of players that had the possibility of being in the finals that many times. I don't know how many times I can say this when we talk about the greatness of LeBron and then people start specifically talking about the finals. LeBron gets to go to the finals all the time because he's played in the East and the East sucks, right? Yeah. If LeBron was in the West, the Rockets would have beat the Cavs. Like, and, and none of this finals consecutive right. whatever would have happened. If right. Russell Westbrook was on some team in the East and LeBron was out West, like switch Russell Westbrook and LeBron 
on some, especially if, with with Kyrie on some of those teams that you know could have made it to the finals right. if Westbrook was on it. Right. He's putting up triple doubles. It's just, it's just. I hate the fact that people use these stats that are so skewed, and, oh, and yeah, to try sure. to make their point. The point is good enough. LeBron's fucking amazing. Right. Look at these numbers he's putting up. He's carrying the squad. It's, right. it's amazing on its own. You don't need to try to come up with these random ass stats. The whole finals thing just pissing me off, and I won't go into too big a depth on it because I know I did last time. But that's just one of the biggest annoyances to me is the whole LeBron's finals record and these things LeBron does in the finals. It works both ways. The East is weak. LeBron gets to go to the finals, so he gets to rack up these finals appearance, whatever stat numbers. I don't give him super props for that. But on the other side of the coin, I don't hold LeBron's shitty finals record against him. Right. Because he's up against these teams that he shouldn't even be facing. Like, right. it, would you rather him get knocked out in the Eastern Conference Finals? These people that are like, Jordan was undefeated in the finals. So you'd rather have LeBron have lost to the Celtics. Right. So then he wouldn't take a loss to the Warriors. Yeah. That's stupid too. Right. So just shut up with all the finals bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, last night, you missed the game. <clears throat> Steph was absolutely awful. Clay was bad. Draymond was, nah. I think he had like 10 points, 9 assists, 2 rebounds. Okay. <clears throat> Kevin Love was good. Rodney Hood finally played for the Cavs and was good, which makes me super question uh, Tyron Lue for not playing in the rest of the series. Like, you've been struggling for offense. J.R. Smith has sucked. Mm. Jordan Clarkson has sucked. And you got Rodney Hood sitting on the bench who this game, Kevin Love and, and Rodney Hood were the third and fourth best offensive players on the floor. Because Steph and Clay were that bad. Um, wow. But, so this leads me to, to something I want to, I, I maybe we can discuss and get into. Um, a, people act like the Warriors are absolutely unfair. I, I'm not completely against that because they are a cheat code. Yeah, for sure. But are they unbeatable? No. I don't think so. Because two things. People look at LeBron, and I would agree with this to an extent, and say, he's carrying this team. What more can he do? He's not getting anything from anyone else, right? They, they said that in games one and two. Right. Now you look, and the Warriors, anyone can, can go off. Clay, Steph, and Durant can each have 20, and they're good, where LeBron's got to put up 50. Right. Okay, I'm with that. Go look at last night, though. LeBron got more help than Durant. For sure. With Kevin Love and Rodney Hood, Curry was worse than some of those bums on Cleveland last night because he took so many shots. Yeah. Instead of just being not present, period. And the Warriors won. Right. So that also goes to speak to me on how great of a team they are. Of They obviously are doing stuff right on defense. They're doing stuff right in other ways than just they those don't necessarily guys scoring. Get credit for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but that leads me to the other point of the Warriors being unfair and unbeatable is I think if the Rock the Rockets were up 3-2 on the Warriors and CP3 got hurt and didn't play the rest of the series the last two games. It is completely feasible if not probable. Right. Mm -hmm. That the Rockets would have beat the Warriors. Right. So this leads me to the topic I want to discuss with you. Should they reseed the NBA playoffs once they begin? I think yes. As in, 
this year, the Rockets would have been the one seed. The Warriors would have been the two seed. I don't know the exact records, but something like the Raptors probably would have been the three. I don't know how it would have stacked up exactly after that. But we would have gotten Rockets-Warriors in the finals this year. Regardless of conference, reseed. So no conferences. Oh, no conferences. And what? So the regular season just doesn't matter? No, regular season record. Then you reseed. Regardless of conference. So right now... Um, I could look up the records to get it exact, but let's just say hypothetically, just to make it easy, the Raptors had 50 wins, right? So they're the number one seed in the East. Okay. But the um, Rockets, the Warriors, the Trailblazers all had 60 wins. Well, right now, the Trailblazers would be number three seed in the East, or in the West, no, I mean, in the, in the West. West, and the Raptors would be the number one seed in the East. Well, according to mine, the Raptors would be the four seed, period. Because there's no conference. Because there's no conference. So they wouldn't get to play the, the shitty team in the East. They would have to play according to their actual record. Right. So you're pretty much so, just Because saying- basically the West is so good, you're getting these... You're pretty much just saying throw the conferences out. Right. right. Once the playoffs start. Because right. once you get this... Um, you. The West is so good, you're getting these three, four, five, six seeds in the West that are better teams than yeah. the top teams in the yeah, East. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. But they're getting sure. screwed because second round, they yeah. play the Warriors, and that's it. There's yeah. their season. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. Now, the only Because the only reason I would say no is you're affecting like all these historical stats and how to how you stack the current game up to the past game. Like You're never going to get these conference rivalries and these... Yeah, um, but it, it's the fun. NBA, dude. Right. Like, it's not. No, make the game better. That's right. what I'm like. Yeah, things are going to be hit. People want to see there the best a, players play against the best players. It has nothing to do with a, the conference. There wasn't a three-point line back in the day. That affects stats going forward, but it makes the game better. But the, Yeah, the, I guess that's the thing is the more professional the NBA, like the more money and the more professional and everything like that that gets behind the NBA, who the fuck cares about conferences anymore? Yeah. That's that's just where I'm at because I feel like every round, then every matchup, you're just getting better matchups. It's more, um, it's more reflective of the actual season. Yeah. Everyone knew going into the playoffs that the Rockets and the Warriors were the best two teams in the NBA. Right. But we knew for a fact we weren't going to get that in the NBA right. finals, which is shitty. Yeah. Super shitty. Because the NBA is different too. You could look at like the MLB and be like, well. You know, we might know, we might think we know who the best two teams are, but blah, blah, blah. The NBA, nine times, not even nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100 in a seven game series in the NBA, the best team wins. Right. It isn't like football and especially baseball are more like a little more sporadic. You can get hot, you can different. Do you know why they did conferences? Like to to begin with? Yeah. I, I would just assume. I, I don't know. It's but just like I, a default thing. Well, I that. would just assume like a travel thing. Because you play in the regular season, you play teams in your conference. But they just often. carried it over to the playoffs? I, yeah, I, I guess so. But that's, that's just me spitballing. I mean, I could see that with the regular season for sure. Yeah, like that That's makes, just me spitballing. I'm not sure. But I, I would just guess that's how it went down. Well, especially though in this modern day age too, like it makes even less sense. Yeah. I could see it back in like the 60s or whatever. Like to me, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. But today, who gives a shit? Yeah, like it, the travel. Yeah, it's annoying if you got to go from you know. But this is it, your job. Yeah, if you got Boston playing L.A. in the in the first round of the playoffs, 
yeah, like that's a lot of travel back and forth for a seven game series, whatever. But like you said, this day and age, man, these guys can get comfy. They can, and with how much money is behind the NBA now, like they can figure it out. Yeah, or or adjust, or adjust how you do it. Like adjust how often you go home road, home road. Adjust the time off in between. Adjust certain things to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. And I guess my last comment about the NBA Finals. People are debating who's the finals MVP. Is it Steph? Is it KD? Is it LeBron? Even if he loses. Mm. Um, I understand the... I was watching First Take, and Max Kellerman is on the side of... It shouldn't, it shouldn't necessarily matter if your team wins or not. Like, are you the most valuable player? Did you contribute the most to your team winning, even if you didn't end up winning? Right. And in that case, LeBron would be... LeBron would get in, in the In the... Yeah. He would be a factor. Yeah. Um, I think Steph Curry probably had the lead going into game three, but I think he's out now because he was so bad and KD mm-hmm. was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a, I'm a little bit of a hybrid, but I'm more against Max. To me, it's just, I, I, I hear his point, but it's just hard for me to say you're MVP because you contributed the most to your team winning, even though you didn't have the surrounding parts to get it done. You contributed the most to your team winning, even though you didn't win a game. Like I'm not, and that's not me saying it's LeBron's fault. He could have done more at all. I'm just saying when I'm giving out the MVP, it just seems stupid for me to give it to a guy on a team that got swept or won one game. It just, it just doesn't sit right with me. I understand the argument. I just, what's the point? Like, because the whole, the whole MVP thing is tricky. Not just finals, but everything else. If the final, if the, if an MVP trophy is really for the person that contributes the most to their to their team's success. Mm. Then every year Michael Jordan was in the league, he should have been MVP. Every year LeBron's in the league, he should have been MVP. I don't like like I don't like that. I get I get if that if that's what you want to do, okay. If that's what it means, yeah, then that's then what okay. it means, but it hasn't meant that. Right. So yeah. just accept it and stop trying to make it mean that. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like James Harden <clears throat> had had a great regular season and deserves the MVP this year to me. Does it mean he's better than LeBron? Did it mean he contributed most to his more to his team than LeBron? No. LeBron's the best player in the NBA, hands down. It's not even close. Yeah. He's but that's the thing. By definition, LeBron is the most valuable player. Right. So that's like, why I understand the argument. I just don't like doing the award that way. That's well, my personal Because preference. it hasn't been done that right. way. Right. It only is done that way in cir- certain circumstances. Right. But yeah, so my MVP right now is is KD hands down. I think he'll get it. Wow. Pretty solid assessment, huh? Yeah, I, I, you know. I came prepared to talk finals. Well, that's good. That's good. So should we just wrap up this Pusha T and Drake bullshit? Dude. Like. So we talked about this with Q last week. We were all excited. I am like, I'm very disappointed. Because, and I think it's kind of whack to have Pusha T have the last the last track in this beef be what Pusha T put out, and then have them squash the beef after. Yeah. After that track, have you like what like heard anything? Yeah, about I've, it I've heard anything? like some so of apparently the, Jay Prince yeah. and. 
even Kanye had a talk and Drake had, apparently Drake has a record. Yeah, I know. And that's what I heard. And they just, but they decided to put a stop to it partly because of what was on this record. Like it would get to, it would go too far type stuff, which is exactly why I want to hear it. So this other one wasn't too far, but here's the, here's the thing. Pusha doesn't have even close to as much to lose as Drake does. So this is why Drake's camp is the one are, are the people in general saying, don't respond. We don't need to do this. Like, let's not do this because you know why? Because they're going to fuck up the money. That's the bottom line. They might not say that. They might try and say, because here's my, here's, who's, who's going to fuck up the money? At some things that's, it's already fucked up the money a little bit with, with the whole like Adidas shit. It's fucked up Drake's image with the whole baby shit. Like it's Drake has this image that he's built for a decade that is taking some shots already in this one song. And now if it continues, Push has got nothing to lose. He might, I mean, surgical. Yeah. <clears throat> surgical summer. But here's the thing that I hate that people kind of hide behind is like, I would understand if some of these OGs and older heads were really thought this could turn into like some Biggie and Pac shit. Like if they really thought shit could go too far. I don't think Drake no. and Pusha are taking this shit no. there. No. Like, I think they could really get under each other's skin, and I think they could affect money. I think they could affect image and, and legacy and oh, all yeah. these things. That's what makes it fun. But it, And if you affect Drake's money, he'll be fine. I guess that's my thing is it's like, okay, yeah, this could affect Drake's money a little bit, but I feel like it could also enhance Drake's money by, by like, dude, Depending the, on how it goes down. Right. Yeah. If if the track that you had ready was actually that dangerous and shit like that and like that detrimental to push a T, that could mean could. a lot for Drake and his rap fucking career. Yeah, we don't know. And, and the way that he goes down in history, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Because right now, they're basically choosing the money and the business and the image in general in the world over the hip hop shit which is fair. I'm not saying I wouldn't in that position either, but that's trust fair. and believe. That's trust and believe. Drake doesn't respond, which it doesn't seem like he's going to now. No. Drake took the L. But it's that's, over. But I guess that's Push my point. Push it in the L. I don't... If, if Drake didn't want to fuck up the money, if Drake's camp didn't want to fuck up the money, why the fuck is he responding in the first place? They didn't think Push it could come back like that, which is why... Or would. Which is why he takes the L. See, that's whack to me. I know it is to me too. Give give a round of applause for Pusha T. Congrats, that's, Pusha. That's like you that's, won. That's so fucking like. I don't know. I I really I really want to know like how much the money could actually be actually be fucked up by that. Like to me, holy shit! Like, what more could there be other than like the typical like fuck you, fuck your mom, like, whatever type of shit, like... I don't know. I mean, Pusha T went into some real Im investigative journalism type shit on... Right. That other, like, come on, like, really? He's one dude, like, how much can there really be? But we haven't heard anything from any in-depth type of shit from Pusha's side. Why do these guys want... You know what I think part of it is? I don't even think it's necessarily Pusha at all. And I don't even think it's necessarily Drake with like all this shit to lose. You know who I think has a shit ton to lose and doesn't want it to continue? 
Fucking Kanye. Yeah, because Kanye is the like the wackest, weirdest, whatever. Probably has so many skeletons in his closet. That's the other reason and, and why. And he knows. I bet. And I bet you Drake knows a like they're neighbors. I yeah. bet you Drake knows a lot. Agreed. Of and that's the other reason why I think this is fucking whack. Drake's original push push of this was half fifty percent of this to Kanye. But that's that's what's so fucking hilarious to me is like okay, I'm still sticking to my guns on Kanye somehow got into at the beginning stages of this got into Pusha's ear about possibly starting something like this no one can tell me different like with, instigated with instigated yeah like but Pusha's been doing this shit no 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 but what I'm saying is like keep keep going type of shit maybe until it went too far and Pusha comes out with this shit and then Kanye's like whoa like I think Kanye's just like whoa because Kanye was never really that involved in it. I don't. I don't think he. All of a sudden, Drake had all these bars. But you know how instigators are. Like, yeah, they instigate until it affects them, and then they're like, yeah, oh fuck. I I do think. Yeah, I do think Kanye has a big part in it though, because you know whatever Drake has on deck, you know, lots of it is Kanye. Oh yeah, I know. It can't just be like who's really that interested in a. A diss track about Pusha T. Well, but e- even like then, what? Like, it, like what does he have on him that someone's gonna be like right. just crazy? No one, no one will. But yeah, there's gonna be a lot about Kanye, and it's gonna fuck not only just because Drake's gonna call out Kanye and a lot of shit, but Pusha T's signed to Kanye. So exactly. That, that yeah, fucks Pusha up T's the president of good both. Music. Right. But that's I don't know. I I just I think based on all that stuff, like if Drake is really just taking a step back because. The money's getting fucked up. It like, does make me wonder what's out there, though. The fact that these guys are saying, put this to an end, you know? It does make me wonder what info is out there that could get out. Yeah, I I honestly think that, like, whatever Drake had... Someone's got to leak this shit. I just think it's super whack. It like, is. If, if, if it really was about the money, like, why the fuck are you even starting this to begin with? I'm not saying it's about the money. I'm just saying that's... The concern from Drake's camp to me is that his image and everything will get fucked up, which as a result, it's already fucked up, but more, which as a result will fuck the money. So he actually has that much to hide that they're fucking worried about it that much beyond what is already. I didn't think he had a kid out there that we didn't know about. Who knows? Whatever. Did you listen to the Kanye album? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? Blah. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I I honestly I was I was pleasantly surprised just because I've been so conditioned to expect the worst from Kanye now after the last two projects that he's released. I didn't mind Life of Pablo. I didn't really like it. I just didn't the only thing I haven't liked from Kanye straight up is Jesus. And there's hated, and even that, Jesus. there's a few songs I like from it. I thought Kanye's album was dope. Do you listen to anything on Life of Pablo anymore? Um, Wolves is one of my favorite songs. Um, feedback. You still listen to all those songs? Um, fade. Like they're in your playlist. I mean, my playlist is like all brand new shit. You don't listen to old shit? I mean, here and there, but I'm not just putting it on in my car. Like when I go and get in my car right now, it's not old shit. But 
Yeah, I, I like I like I genuinely like a fair amount of songs off Pablo. Yeah, I, I played them like twice and then I was done. The intro with Chance, Fade, Wolves, Father Stretch My Hands. Like I think there's some dope joints, but I, I thought his new shit was good. Um, the biggest complaint I've heard is just that like I hate Kanye. Besides the I hate Kanye as a person, because that's okay. That's not really a complaint about his album. Um, no, is that it's not his typical like push the envelope, big, complex, different production type of project that we're used to hearing with each new Kanye album. Yeah. Um, for me, that's exactly why I like it. I like that he stayed away from a bunch of political stuff. He had some fun records. He had some unique perspective, deeper cuts. I liked it. I thought the production on it was good. I thought that... Which I've heard people complain about, that it's too simple. It's definitely reflective of today, for yeah. sure. And I think that's why I like it. But That I, brings me to a point, though, not, not to cut you off, but what you just said. Like, it's reflective of today, and it is it is a little more simple or whatever, but that's not a bad thing. I hear critics saying, like, it was put together in a week, and it sounds like it. Like, I hate this shit, whatever. I I, I'm, My I, only argument with that would be I did think that his lyrics were put together quickly. See, I didn't I didn't think the lyrics were bad at all. I, I thought I thought they were good. I just, I, the content to me just seemed like he was trying to rush it out. Here's my thing with the he got – here's the thing. He was trying to rush it out. Like – he did create it in a really short period of time. My thing is, and I'm not saying, because there are some people that might genuinely feel that way, like they hear it and it genuinely sounds to them like it was rushed or something. Okay. Mm. But I know there's tons of people that say that and quote unquote feel that way because they already have the info ahead of time that this project came together in a very short period of time. So they're going into the listen based off of that see but i wasn't though okay i, heard but that I, I know there's genuine people that yeah are like, yeah no i like, agree you know if kanye acted like this took him five years to make these seven songs a lot of these people would be like classic yeah i, I didn't know that this was thrown I, together quickly yeah and even so i heard after i listened to it that he um like redid a lot of the lyrics yeah. like right after like and uh but that's the thing is like i never formulated that opinion based off of i was just hearing that it sounded to me it was just like sporadic ideas and not really like I wouldn't necessarily say it was cohesive idea wise, but I, but I thought it, the production was cohesive. The production was, and that's that's what I'm saying is I did like the production on it. And I don't necessarily want I'm not necessarily looking for a a seven track cohesive project lyrically. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying like it wasn't really up to my like Kanye standards like for for a lot of rappers sure like whatever that, that like, brings us back to the age-old question though that we talk about a lot on this podcast this, I have to I have to hold Kanye to right, that standard but, but, though because right I, but that brings me to my question this day and age like when you're holding him to the graduation my beautiful dark twisted fantasy 808s and heartbreaks college mm. dropout standard mm. can can anyone this day and age ever hit that standard like this day and age, it's just, it's not, it's honestly not worth an artist's time to put years into making an album because it's not consumed the same way as albums used to be. You're like, you're only going to listen to my shit for a week. Why should I spend more than a week making it? Yeah. Back yeah. in the day, artists would spend a year making an album, but consumers would spend a year listening to right. it. Right. But I, I think that's kind of just his cross to bear, though, as far as like, dude, you don't become a legend for no reason. Like, he's True. good. Like, True. And and that's what people like. So you hold about him to him. a higher standard. So and you listen to him at a higher standard. It has nothing to do with like 
he let me down or anything like that. But based off of other things, like I have sure. no reason to. Here's my here's my glass company. Oh jeez. All right, what were we talking about? Kanye. Kanye. I'm gonna have to take one more break before the podcast is done because they're installing it right now. So they're gonna call me when they're done. Word. <clears throat> um, what what exactly were we talking about? Was it um? You were speaking, I think. Can't even remember now. Well, that's dope. <laughs> Shit. So, all right. So I guess this Oh, is- it was the production and the the lyric thing. So, um Do you have more to add? Uh, I forget what <clears throat> what even tangent I was on, but the I I honestly just thought that like I think it was good for this day and age. Shit. But as far as the way that I view Kanye. I, I can't help but not to judge oh, him yeah, based off of uh, off of other and that's fair. You judge him on the Kanye standard. That's, yeah, that's fair. I feel like I have to, but like, I guess not, okay. So that, that's a good point because because I can listen to a bunch of other people if I want just the average standard. That's a good point because on the Kanye standard, kind of like we did, and I haven't thought about this, so it's not necessarily exactly accurate. But um, like we did with Joel on the J Cole ranking his projects, like Kanye, I, I would, and this is in no particular order, but. To me, you got like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, um, college dropout, graduation, are to me like the high tier, and then the next tier I got like eight oh eights and heartbreaks, late registration, um, probably that's probably it for me on the next tier, and then you have a following tier of like Life of Pablo, and I would put this, I would put this between, like that late registration 808 tier and the life of Pablo, whatever type tier. So it was good, but it was, yeah. it, it was seven tracks. It was good. That's the thing. I like the seven track thing, but yeah, I'm never going to compare a seven track album that to like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Like it's just different when you're talking about classic albums, but when you're just ranking it on a non Kanye scale, if you're just like, do I like, yeah, I'm listening to that shit right now. I got basically all this, all the songs other than the intro, I have in rotation. Yeah. And for me, this day and age, it just, that's good. That's good enough for me. Like, I think we're just at an age where we're just going to get fewer and fewer classic albums. Yeah, because not much impresses us anymore. Dude, look at how good Damn was by Kendrick. Really dope. I'm not saying it's not way doper than than Kanye's. Mm-hmm. But was it classic? Well, that goes back to our other discussion. What? When do we have this discussion? We had this discussion on a previous project of like, I don't think yeah. a classic is right. going to mean classic right. anymore because right. yeah, exactly, it's just too much. But but yeah, those damn type albums I think are just going to be really few and far between. Like, I don't even think Drake has necessarily even put out an album. Like, I wouldn't say Views is something that you're like, oh, amazing album. But it's got a lot of songs on there that I play. But I guess that, that I played at that time. That's kind of my thing, though, is like Kanye. Kanye brought a specific thing that I liked with those first tier projects that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's why I listened to Kanye. And it, 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 because the thing is, if, I, if I'm not going for that type of a feel or whatever, I'd rather listen to somebody else. Tell me what you think about this. If. Yay was 12 songs instead of seven. 
How does that bring it up? What do you mean? Does that bring it up? In in like how you would grade it? No. So you just don't like the music on it that much. I think the music on it is good. It doesn't like. See, this is something I question how, myself on. How I, how do I? I don't know how to explain this. Like I, I, like if it wasn't Kanye, do you feel similar to that as you do KOD by J Cole? No, because because J Cole J Cole isn't a isn't an old enough artist for me to like. But still, I feel, I feel like, like I feel like Cole's was like cool for this day and age. How he did the beats, I, I suppose it, it was it was he admitted afterward it was made in a very short yeah, period of time. I suppose it's kind of similar, but it wouldn't go down as one of their classics. Like, yeah, like it's no Forest Hills Drive. I mean, yeah. It's kind of similar, but like Forest Hills Drive has come so recently, decently recent that decently recently, decently recent recently that it's it's kind of not the same argument because he okay. J Cole is still on a trend of releasing yeah. good projects that I keep in rotation. Kanye has since exited that okay. that plat, platform on my at least my playlist All right. a while ago. Tell me what you think about this in regards to simplistic beats or however whatever people want to make that argument of it was made in seven days it was too simplistic shit like that right tell me what you think about this i just don't like that well tell me what you, tell me what you think about this i respect producers artists engineers who are masters at their craft who put the time into the little things they're brilliant and it shows through the music right they take mm -hmm. their time i have the the utmost respect for them mm -hmm. straight up for real at the same time I'm a firm believer in when it comes to music, which is basically like sounds put together with words that you like to hear, right? That's right. what music is. Yeah. If you, as long as you don't steal or copy somebody else's shit, right? If you make something that's pleasing to my ears, I don't care how it was made. Why should it, why should it matter how long it took? Why, why should I care if it was, Produced on Fruity Loops. Like, why do I care if it no. was made in seven days? It, well, it, I don't care if you're banging pots and pans it, together. It does. If I like how that shit sounds or what you're saying and or what you're saying, then it's dope music to that, me. That's why I don't understand why these artists let that get out. Like, is it supposed to be right. dope that it was made in seven days? Like, yeah. how... Why is that? Some dope? people probably think that, but then yeah, you have a vast majority of like music snobs that are oh, like, oh yeah. it can't be good. Though. I would just not say anything. Yeah. Like why do you have to say how it was made? Yeah. Just release it and let the people decide. Does this sound like something that was yeah. made in seven days? Right. Like or I have, does it I have more respect for the people and I appreciate their talent more, people that play all their own instruments and and all these things. I have I hold them in higher esteem. Yeah. But I don't like their music more. Because you know what I'm saying? No, and but make that, something that I like to listen to. I don't care if it took you two seconds, right? But that's the thing is like, no, I I disagree. Especially when we're talking about Yay, is like, you cannot tell me that if you didn't know that this project was was made in a short period of time, get the fu all these Kanye fucking dick nut huggers mm -hmm. that love him so fucking much, despite of what he's been doing recently or whatever. If that stuff never, let's say his public, like whatever with Trump and everything never happened and he never released how long it took him to make this project, mm -hmm. people would fucking be going crazy about it in the same way that they do everything else. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that group of people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But now that Kanye, especially has said, I made this project in seven days. Well, now it's easy for us to all say, oh, it sounds like a project that was made right. in this amount of time. Exactly. I will say, I did hear, I heard something about the Cuddy song, Ghost Town, the one with Cuddy. Mm-hmm how that was like originally a reference track and Cuddy like laid his vocals the the day before um, the project came out or some weird shit. That might not be exactly right, but something like that. And I heard this after I had already determined I liked the project, I listened to it, whatever. So it didn't skew my opinion. But for the first time I heard this song, before I knew this, I was like, Cuddy sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he sounds like he's not and Cuddy he's never been like some your prototypical singer but he's been like I said pleasing to your ears you like I like to listen to him quote unquote sing yeah this one he was like off with the pitch and like he couldn't hit certain notes it just that one that one is where it did hit me that okay what the fuck happened with this what about uh, who signed off on this one the rumors of yikes but I liked I liked that Drake writing the hook for that really yeah did you hear that? You didn't hear that? No, I didn't hear that. And he got left off of the credits? Hmm. No, I didn't hear that at all. That's really interesting, though, because I do think that's... I don't even know how many hooks Kanye does on the project. It's probably not many. But that is a great hook by yeah. Kanye. Yeah, well, and every, every, <laughs> and that would make sense. everybody was saying, like, you can tell because that is, yeah. like, the catchiest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Apparently, the rumor is that Drake wrote that hook and... Kanye forgot to add him to the credits. <laughs> oh, forgot. <laughs> forgot. That's funny. That, that would make sense. But then everyone was saying it just sounds like Wolves Part 2. <laughs> like the, mm, the, mel- hear, the melody yeah, kind of. Yeah. I like that song. But, I like that song. Probably Yikes and All Mine are probably my two favorite songs on it. Yeah. Other than Cuddy sounding weird on a lot of that shit. I like Ghost Town. I like... Um, what is it? Violent crimes or whatever. I, I mean, other than the intro, which is to me, it was a straight intro. It's just not a song I put in rotation right, right, right. afterwards. The other six joints, I listen to any one of them. Yeah, I, they're it's solid. I'm no. not like, but we don't need to keep beating a dead horse. Yeah, it's that's our opinions on it. Yeah, and mine is right. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> John Beeline is not coming to the Pistons. I'm very sad. I think he would have been good for the Pistons. I also would have been extremely happy if he were to leave the University of Michigan because he's a great basketball coach, and I hate the University of Michigan. <laughs> but good for them. They're keeping him. He's Izzo's daddy. Um, what else? My braces will be off by the next podcast. Wow. Sorry, you don't need to give me a round of applause. Nope. Uh... Apple released a bunch of new products. Did they? Yeah. Well, a bunch of new like software things. I cracked my Coming phone. in the fall. iOS 12. Dope, real dope. lit. Real lit. What's, what's sweet about it? Uh, there's just a bunch of like... They're, the biggest thing is that they're speeding up the OS by like... On some phones by like 70%, which is pretty crazy. Um... But like the couple things that stood out to me was they're introducing FaceTime that you can FaceTime with 32 people at a time. I heard about that. I don't I don't use FaceTime, so I don't know why or whatever. I but, hate FaceTiming with one person. Right. I can't imagine how much I no, hate FaceTiming just, with 32 people. No. 
this seems upset. Like, how do you even face down 32 people? <laughs> and why? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're sitting there on your phone and you, you got try, you try to like get a, people you try to get a word in and it's like because <laughs> everyone's trying to talk. That's absurd. Yeah, I don't know about that. The biggest maybe, thing maybe though, like business stuff. I don't know. I that's the only time yeah. that it would make sense to me. Um, the one thing that I found interesting though is they're introducing this app called Screen Time or it's a it's a settings uh like option or something like that. And your phone keeps track of like how often you use your phone, like what apps you're using the most often, how often you like pick up your phone to like view it. And it's supposed to help with addiction. So instead of like straight up data usage, like they keep track of now, it's actually how much how you use your app. phone. That's yeah. that's helpful. Yeah. Because if I looked at my shit and I was like, dude, you're on Twitter. Yeah. 80% of, like I would be like, okay, I'm, I'm calling people out. Yeah. Like when I can't wait. Because if people tell me that I'm addicted to my phone, I'm going to ask. Pull it up. Yeah, pull it up. That's real. Seriously. I was I, That was the most exciting part of that. No, that's cool because it is. Obviously, that's a huge thing with our generation of people and, and society right now is attachment and addiction to our phones, which yeah, it goes so far because phones are just a huge part of life nowadays. So it isn't like, Oh, go back to the old days where you just play outside and don't whatever. No, you need your phone. You use right. your phone. It's, it's a part of your life, but you don't need to be in your car, taking a 10 minute drive and make sure you, every two minutes you keep up on what the last no. tweet was. That was and like, your what is the average amount of times that you pick up your phone in a week? Yeah. Like just to view it or whatever. Like if that's a fuck ton of times, right. Right. you might need to make right. a change. And are you, and are you picking it up? Because it's a fucking habit, or are you actually making a conscious effort of, I want to get on Twitter and look at Twitter, or are you just opening your phone and being like, what app do I click? Because I want to be on my phone because I'm bored. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is it's like, yeah, I guarantee you because a lot of times I'm like picking up my phone to like answer a spec email or something like that. Like it looks like I'm addicted to my phone without actually like yeah. I'm using it for work, and it'll keep track of like what you're using it right. for too, like. If you're on Snapchat like all the time, it'll say like Snapchat is your most used yeah. like app and you're on it this amount of times each time you pick up your phone, like then you have an addicted to, addiction to Snapchat. Yeah. Like which is would be good to know. Like your what apps you use the most, like how often you pick up your phone to use those apps, like all of that yeah. is how many hours you waste on a certain platform right. of the you know. And it'll help, like, I think people will start to be less addicted if they get called out by, yeah. like, hey, look at how many times I use my phone compared to you. I mean, it's probably not even compared to other people. It's probably, it'll be sickening for me to read probably whatever my most used app is. <clears throat> it'd probably be sickening for me to read at the end of a week how many hours I spent on that. Yeah, but or you minutes, whatever you need, it added up to. You need a comparative point though. Yeah. Like because the thing is all of us don't think we're addicted. Yeah. Until you like start to view it on other people's like schedules and you're like, wow, I'm actually like kind of addicted because yeah. I thought you were just as addicted as I was. Right. But you use it half of the time that I use right. it. That's right. But yeah, I think I think that'll be pretty cool. But I, everything else was pretty much just like little enhancement. Oh, um, they're grouping notifications now, so that you don't have like you know like at certain times like each notification that comes in gets its own little box on your home screen and it can fill up like pretty fucking fast and be super annoying. Mm. And you have to dismiss all of them like at this you know Separate. one after another. Yeah, now they're grouping them by like app. So like you don't have to like 
group get them bombarded. By app. Isn't that what they did before? Grouped them by app? Oh, I see what no, you're saying. No, like it'll be. You could high. have six separate Twitter notifications. Like you have six but you new iMessages. Okay, I got it. But it's just one got box. It. Cool. And you can expand it from there That's to smart. like see all of them and stuff. That's smart. They should have. Android's been doing that forever. Okay. And it was like the most annoying thing on iPhones. I yeah. don't know why it took them this long to do it. That but. seems logical. Yeah, but those were probably the three things that I was just like that were interesting. Other than, it does sound like the speed is about to be way better on everybody's phone based off of this, because that's what they've been mainly focusing on. Word and bugs. I do have one pet peeve of the week. Wow. One, uh, one thing to bitch about. You can't handle the truth. Drive-throughs. Okay. Mm. Do not put a curb or wall or whatever on the right side of your drive-thru. Do not trap me in your drive-thru. Oh, yeah. Like once you get in the drive-thru, it makes no me way so claustrophobic. And if you yeah. guys end up taking forever, whether um, it be for me to even get to the order window or for me to get my food. The fact that I know I'm just stuck there gives me the highest yeah, order of that's, anxiety. That's the wackest shit ever. Like, if you're going to give me zero escape, you better be fast every day Yeah, getting people's food out. That shit should be illegal. It should, yeah. Yeah, I... It's you. Are you talking about that Burger King that's on Lake Lansing? No, I don't ever... I don't set foot on Burger King. Dude, I I rarely have Burger King because it's one of my least that McDonald's favorites, by mom and dad has like a long oh yeah they do curve, have the same thing and they were so the, slow the, other the Burger day. King on Lake Lansing has the same shit once you get in that shit you ain't getting out oh yeah you're right yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about yeah yeah fuck that <laughs> I hate that I can't imagine that Burger King being fast either no it's not and they probably it's don't act, it's actually infuriated me a couple of times in the past because they've taken forever yeah. and I can't drive off. Yeah, fuck that. That's that's anxiety waiting to happen. No, and it's like not fair. It's like, dude, <laughs> I should be able to drive off. Right, right. You absolutely. shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't be trapped. Yeah, that needs to be illegal. Yeah, that's real. That's that's a very real statement. Word. Well, that's it for me. <laughs> I'm out of topics. <laughs> All right. So short podcast. Was it how long? Actually, we got. Yeah, it's a little under an hour. I felt like it was solid. It's solid. Oh. Did we get any voicemails? I don't know. Let me check real quick. Uh, ta -ta, ta -ta. No. Nothing. Damn, first week without anything. No we voicemails. Might, we might be slowly getting rid of that segment. Yeah. Or making it a once a month thing or something. Yeah, maybe just like store them up for like... Yeah, once a month is probably good. I feel yeah. like we should do that. It, it sometimes just helps to like spur conversation though oh yeah we don't have a lot yeah and, but yeah maybe we'll just save it for like a slow week like today we haven't made it very clear lately like hey get your questions in whatever we've just right. kind of left it so right um i was gonna say something oh are you off next week or no two weeks two weeks okay wait yeah two weeks so i'll be on next week but i'll be off the week after that so i gotta find a co-host you got to kind of co-host, or you could just do a, a single segment of you just like... That could be fun. Talking to yourself, yeah. A little late night show? Yep, exactly. I'd have to really do some research, have some topics ready. Yep. That could, that could be fun. Like, what kind of shows am I thinking of? Like, they do that. 
like who 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 am I thinking? Like of? the Daily Show or anything? Not like even that? not even that. Like it's more podcasty though, but they people do that like just by themselves. Really? But I don't think I, I can't watch even it. think of an example. I don't think I watch any of those. There's one on ESPN. What's that dude? Uh I can't even think of what his name is. I everything can picture I, his face. Everything I can picture has at least two people. No, it's just one dude, and it's late night. Oh, um, Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he had, like it's different on ESPN as opposed to like a podcast because you got no, no. These... But he has his own radio show though that it does the same thing. Yeah, people do it with radio shows. Yeah. for sure. But yeah, they've got like highlights in different segments. Yeah, yeah. Go to well, I, okay. I'm not talking about the TV yeah. one though. I'm talking about the okay. radio. Yeah, we'll see. I'll make that decision. All right. So, um, I think I'm going to outro to some new Marcus Ryan featuring Packy. This one's a banger, folks. Dropping today. Oh, that's right. You can hear it on all of the digital platforms. All of them. <laughs> this is Hype Beast. Marcus Ryan featuring Packy. Every tea heard I was king. That's just the enemy. I make a grass. That's just the bury me. But I'm up registry. When they come bury me. World premiere. from your Holy shit, where'd you find them shit? Your wifey's favorite DJ. That's just the gaff. That's just the gaff.